You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. All right, we're going to jump into these questions. Yes, sir. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the industry that you're in? Well, by day, um, I am a publicist. Um, I'm also an event planner and, and travel agent. So I realized early on with public relations and journalism, um, I wasn't really getting paid in the front. You know, you get paid on the back end. So I'm like, shoot, this last minute travel you know, is is a thing. It's a monster. So right. it was a no brainer, especially starting to book, you know, travel and planning all these events for our clients and stuff. So it was like, you know, let me just incorporate that um, into what we do here, because at the time there wasn't any um, black uh, PR firms here um, representing especially our stories at the time. So explain a little bit about what the PR, what you do with, with in that realm. Okay, my background is journalism, communication. Um, I was um, pretty much the reason why Cube 93 at the time, Ackerley, um, hired their first black um, voice uh, jockey. Uh, wow. So we put the pressure on. Like, I, I literally was putting the pen to the paper, you know, um, writing, boycotting, letting them know, hey, you're right down on Lake um, Lakeview, you know, let's, what's good? Like, you know, I want you guys to be able to come right up the street to Jackson, be a part of the Black Community Festival, show your face. Um, the language started changing a bit. So when you think about public relations, you're thinking about branding, you're thinking about marketing, you're thinking about your brand personality. So their brand personality was changing because I was, you know, into George Michael and Debbie Gibson and, you know, everybody else is listening to K-Fox. But then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, hey, girl, go, girl. I'm like, what? y'all <laughs> black people down here? Not at all. Just right. our lingo, you know, and I felt that um, you can't have that without having us there. We needed representation right. and it changed the game for Q. That's what's up, man. That's amazing. Uh, did you always want to work in this industry, like growing up? Is it something that you kind of just fell into, yeah. or did you always kind of want to be in this lane, or what? I, I, I mean, I have a love affair with music. <laughs> you know, I got that thing bad. Um, it's it's. I tell my kids, you know, uh, my oldest now, like he he reminds me all the time because he has a baby and I have a grandson, and he's like, Mom, remember you told me my big brother was music, like my first relationship, your first, you know, my first everything was music. I said, Yes, I remember I told you that. He said, That's mine too, you know, and I I just love to see that because it was just a way for me to be able to be expressive. I didn't used to be this expressive. I was an introvert, right. um, you know, nothing but oh, it's. It's not you, it's me, you know. And then when you get trampled over so much, it's like, yo, I, you know, I'm, I'm here. Right. right, you know. Um, so I'm a, I'm a spoken word artist. Um, I write, I do poetry. Um, and that's what translated into just the journalism. Because when it was that same authenticity, when I say it's off the record, it's off the record. Right. And when black artists and entertainers used to come here because they used to come here, y'all. They didn't pass over us, go to, you know, from Oregon to Vancouver. They actually would have tour stops here. Right. And um, they didn't see any of us, and especially in media. Right. And um, it was, I did a lot of damage control. I did a lot of, you know, making sure they had um, some soul food, home-cooked meals, got a chance to see the community, um, get out of the downtown area or Bellevue area. Right. Um, and with that, it just... 
they're like, you know, you should think about public relations because we need someone in that realm, you know, that's trustworthy, that can actually keep positive messages going. Um, and I wasn't interested in being a Wendy Williams. We already had her. I don't find no pleasure in tearing nobody down. So right. I wanted to share our stories, you know, the positive ones that we are just now beginning to see just a little bit. of. Right. Dope, dope. Mm -hmm. um, what motivated you or continues to continue to work that you do? And like who or why you shared a little bit about like your grandchild and the community mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I want to give you an opportunity to like who and, and what do you do it for? Ooh. That would be uh, my mother and my and my family and my father. Rest in peace. Today's his heavenly birthday. Um, but, you know, my mom was the first uh, black modeling agency in the Pacific Northwest. She was located at 2214 South Jackson Street, you know, right where they have done, you know, the rebuild with the gentrification, you know, right. it's difficult for her to even go down there anymore, down the block. Um, but I remember coming from Garfield, even when I was at Washington walking over there, she was there for 30 years next to Fanny's Boutique and Fat Mama's, you know, on the corner. And um, just to see their hustle, I remember, you know, seeing politicians come through, you know, they would rally, you know, for our votes, but it was a trickle down process. Those right. monies never came back through. Um, I remember her giving her last and I used to tell her like, what are you doing? This person, if they're going to Barbizon and if they're going to these other businesses, they're not going asking for food right. and they're not going asking for, you know, $10 for Pampers. Or I used to be so mad because we didn't have it. Right. And then she would be like, because they can't, but they, they can, they can here. You know, and that's the difference. Um, and so when I just learned so much from her and her love of community and her grace, you know, I'm, I'm still working on the grace part, <laughs> but, you know, because I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So right. I'm, I'm a little bit more vocal than her, but just her grace and her love of community of her people. Um, and not, you know, it, it's it's her. It's her integrity. Um, and I always wanted to do that. And I used to. I used to say, oh, you know what, mom, whatever, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to be in L.A. I'm going to go, you know, New York or something. And here I am still in Seattle. Got this love affair with the town, too. <laughs> Everything I told her I didn't want her to do, I did right. and still do. <laughs> and she can gladly say, I told you so, you know. So that's really it. And, uh, yeah, my family, my kids, they already know, like, it's a legacy here. I, I want to make sure that all of her hard work, um, everything that we've put in um, doesn't die in vain. Yeah. And, you know, I heard you say this is the anniversary of your father's passing. So I want to acknowledge that and I appreciate you coming and spend Thank time you. with us on that day. I know those anniversaries are difficult at times. So I appreciate you making time to come. That's be, why be it was so important yes, <laughs> to be here. Yes. Thank you. And yeah. it sounds like the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree from what your mom was doing and the legacy that Thank she you. built and what you're trying to build for for your the next generation and, and, and yes, so sir. on and so forth. So big up to some moms yeah, for the work that she was so doing. Much. And really, and like you said, we don't got to operate how everybody else operates is what I heard you say. It's yeah. like, hey, they can't, they don't have to go there, but they can come here because this is yeah. a community. So we're going to help then, each other out. When people see charcoal, when they see charcoal, it's like they they run. We could be in the grocery store, the doctor's office. We could be at an event and they will share stories of, and, I, and I'm like, you know, I get people who say some things about me, too, but the depth of what they say right. of her impact in, in their lives is it's just incredible. And I want that. You know, I don't want to just be here to be here. We, you know, it's only a handful of us here in Western Washington. So we got to make sure that um, 
for me. I don't want my kids to feel like they have to leave to LA right. or go, you know, to New York or Atlanta. Right. You know, they they feel like their creativity and their growth is, is strangled here. Right. You know. So with that, it's like, what can we do to to see them graduate, go to college here, and and really pour back into the town? What can we do to make them yeah. stay? Yeah. Put the roots. Put the roots down here. So. I know it sounds like you've been involved with a lot with your family and just on your own journey, but describe your journey towards success and what has been some of the biggest lessons learned. Ooh, um, my journey towards success would be um, the revelations of like material things and money. And, you know, that used to be it, like. I'm not talking, I don't wanna, like my time, like, you know, you gotta pay me, even though I've done so many different things, you know, for free or bartering, cause right. you know, but it was just the focus. The focus was like the money, I gotta get the money, I gotta get this, this, this. And then I realized that after the chase, you know, it's like you're drained, you don't have any energy. Like you can even, you could be there with your family, but not really present. You know, like I'm I'm there, I'm working from home, but I'm not approachable. Right. And that wasn't success to me. The other part of it was because I always said that I wanted to make sure that I would do the same as my mom, work for myself. But it was for my time because having children, I didn't want to have to ask a boss, can I go? My, my son, you know, needs me at school or he got hurt or I can't, you know, I'm not asking permission for that. Right. I'm going to go. You know, <laughs> so I don't want to let nobody down either. You know, they want some good workers. Yeah, I'm not them. I'm not two weeks in. I'm not going to give you no no warning. Right. I'm out, you know. So, you know, with that, it's like, that's what changed to, to me. It wasn't a tangible thing that success was. It's no longer buying the house and doing this. It's really being able to have the time with my family, do what I want w with my time, with my family right. on my own terms, you know, and uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. Now I can do the rest of the stuff, you know, right. team buy mama a house. Now I can do that. But um, prior to that, I wasn't even in the frame of mind to God wouldn't even have blessed me with that because I, I wouldn't have been able to really value it. Right. And that's part of what we're doing with this initiative is with Build Black Wealth is really to have conversations around, create spaces to have conversations. So we do a number of different types of workshops and. And, you know, one of the themes have been it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's really what you do with it. Right. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And what decisions you make. Um, can have long term or short term, short term impacts. And but then understanding, you know, kind of breaking down like the socialization that's gone on with mm -hmm. what, what they tell us we should value. And it sounds like you're getting to the point or you are at the point where it's more about peace. Yeah. Respect, um, joy, happiness yeah, and those absolutely. types of things and everything else is going to kind of going to kind of fall in line. But it's so hard in the system that we're in of capitalism where it's oh, like, yeah. you know, we got it. We got to pay bills. We got to oh, yeah. feed the family. We got to do this, do that. And then sometimes, you know. People overvalue, like you said, the yeah. material material stuff, you know, and that's been pushed on us as a people a lot, too. So it's hard to build wealth or make yeah. proper investments that you may not see the fruits of, fruits from like buying a home or buying mm -hmm. stocks or investing or, hey, I'm going to make sure I make sure my credit's straight mm -hmm. instead of just doing what I want to do when yeah. I want to do it. Uh, so I appreciate you sharing that that journey that that you're going through, and and it's dope that you're at the point because now your kids and other folks around you are going to yeah. see see those see what you're doing. Thank you. I, I've seen, um, especially now, even though they say it's post COVID, you know, I really see the impact of COVID in my life and the lives of the creatives that we work with with the Seattle Sound Music Awards. Um, I was trying to rally up and, and help with you know. Um, 
whatever the resources was over these last two years that they would need um, and, you know, was able to help some folks. But I really see that people are taking their bills and the the worry and the pressure of that to heart. I've seen so many, you know, young men, young women contemplating suicide, Man. even attempting suicide. And I'm like, yo, I really appreciate my, you know, my landlord or whatever, but I'm not going to take my life. Right. You know, like, come on, like work with me. You know, I'm good, <laughs> you know, but um, let me give me some time so I can relocate or whatever. But that's not worth your life. Right. You know, light bills and water and all that. It's a shame that we have to even pay the what we have to pay in Seattle for water. For sure. But at the same time, it's not worth your life. And so when you realize um, that you're more than what you do, when you're more than what you can provide for anyone. You know, then that's when you can really see, you know, your calling, your purpose and what you you want to put your time in into, because otherwise you're really going to suck the life out of yourself. Right. You know, and and I'm seeing young people. I'm talking, you know, 18, 19, barely in their 20s, even, you know, with the pressures of the world on their shoulders. And I, I have no understanding. I don't even understand how we got here outside of the influence of social media. I really don't understand how they are so pressured and down and depressed and, you know, why I want to get to the root of why they feel like they can't come talk to us. Yeah. You know, what is holding them back? Because we're here. I, you guys are actually in the, you know, she's really doing the work in yeah. the schools and, you know, even, you know, helping the young entrepreneurs, helping us really, you know, get our business together. It's one thing to be in business. It's another one to do it, Right. you know? And there's so many things when it comes to the the uh, administrative part of business where that's where I'm getting to. Cause I'm, I'm the, you know, I'm on the ground, I'm, I'm going to get it and then I'm relying on other people to do it. But now I'm learning about the taxes and like you said, and, and credit and I'm doing, you know, the legacy work, right. you know, when it comes to the life insurance and stuff like that. But realistically, our children, you know, this generation doesn't care. Right. Um, they don't even care about themselves because, like I said, the, they don't value life. And whatever the reason is, even with our arms wide open, they feel like they can't come talk to us. And I'm just trying to figure out yeah, what, what that I'll, is. What I'll add to that space is the kids are reflections of adults, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The society, you know, they're 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 not learning the behaviors that they learn from themselves as being taught. Um, and I can even speak in this for me growing up. Like I was so in a rush to try to grow up. I want to be grown. Yeah. And now I'm grown. It's like, I want to be a kid again. Yes, right? You know what yes. I'm saying? So it's just <laughs> amplified now in the amount of connection they got and action to like phones and mm -hmm. social media and stuff. Sometimes you, you throw stuff out there. It's never coming back. You know, you yeah. can do things that, that can never come back. Um, but really, like you said, it breaks down to, I mean, you even talked about your journey, right? It really comes down to self-worth, self-value, self-esteem. Yeah. Um, with a lot of it and, you know, the decisions that are decisions that are made. And so it's sometimes it's hard for folks. And like I said, sometimes some folks are available. I think some people are available, but I think some people aren't necessarily available yeah. for the for the kids or they expect kids to 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 be grown ups. And, you know, we advocate just to allow kids to be kids. You know, yeah. like my son's 14. It's like, hey, man, you don't need a job. I mean, if you want to get a yeah. job to get skills or whatever, but yeah. some, sometimes we're pushing them into an areas that. Yeah. They don't necessarily need to be at at this point. They need to just be able to have fun, go to school, mm -hmm. get their education. If they play sports, it shouldn't be for fun. We shouldn't be trying. We shouldn't yeah. be trying to push. Right. We shouldn't be trying to push like you're going to the league and making it over overly stressful. Life is stressful mm -hmm. enough. So I appreciate you 
uh, shouting out the work that we're doing. There's a number of other people that are out there that have been doing work. I'm sure you're doing work. You know, that's really, you know, the, the essence of it. The difference is, is a collective of black men. That is what it is, to be clear. So everybody understands <laughs> the difference. There's a lot of people out here and there's a lot of for themselves, yeah. but as a collective and to really have done it. How is it? Five years? Is it? Oh, no, it's no. supposed to be 10 years in 2023. Oh, no, I'm saying um, as far as like, like I'm seeing more of the social media present, more of the like the meetings, getting like the community, like all the events. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's yeah, we're growing now. See, with with that, like I'm seeing the response of other black men in the community, right. you know, responding to that. And, you know, young black boys and, and athletes, all these guys are are like, OK, you guys are leading by example. Right. And that's what I, I scream all the time is I, I just think about like I, I'm. If you follow me, you probably see some of my rants because I'm like, we have a lot of black affluent here. And I always said, I feel like when they get here, they have to sign a silent little piece of paper to say, if you come here, you can't mess with your community. Now, you can go to the barbershop now. Right. <laughs> you can go to the salon, <laughs> but you can't mess with your community. You can't go to the events. You can't do any of that. You're over here at Sally's event now, okay? And that's where you're going to be. That's where you're going to raise your money. And that's where you're going to do your likeness at. It's crazy as many times if I see the smiles and take the selfies and, yes, we're going to work with you and all that. And then there's no reply to the emails. There's no right. none of this. For you guys to really take the time, not only for myself, but for other businesses. I didn't even know, you know, rest in peace about the Postman right. until you guys had the incubator program. Mm -hmm. right. You know what I'm saying? To be able to bring 20 of our, our businesses and we're here in the same, you know, city doing stuff. We really were able to connect you know, in a way that um, I hadn't seen. Like we really, you guys really gave us life right. at, at a time where we was really trying to figure it out. You know, a thousand dollars, that was like a million dollars, you know, for real. I'm not, I'm not playing. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's, we talk about this and we talked about it earlier. It's the relationship piece. And, you know, you know, one of our members say the action could be distracted. Sometimes we're going out and trying to do stuff to help other people, but we are the work. Our community is the yeah. work. Us bringing people together, that's the work. Like, you know, mm -hmm. and, and and sometimes, you know, they really wanted this for that, you know, but realistically, us just breaking bread and spending time with each other, building relationships, we have a lot of knowledge and expertise mm -hmm. that can build wealth. What we don't have is a lot of real authentic relationships mm -hmm. um, to move to move those things, things around. So, yeah, I, I appreciate the shout out. Definitely a team sport. But we really rock with each other. And that's that's part of what that's it is exactly. too. We really rock with mm -hmm. each other. We really hit each other up. We hey, somebody telling the bad day, let's go grab some food. You know, <clears throat> I, you know, I got questions about being a dad <laughs> or whatever. So I mean it's really yeah. it's really authentic. We're really friends first mm -hmm. and then the work is secondary. You that's know what I mean? So thing. right. And so it's like that's the model. Um instead of us just coming together as a coalition to say, yeah. Hey, we're gonna go do transactions. Mm -hmm. No, we're gonna be transformational and transactions are gonna come yep. from that. So Absolutely. Always appreciate the big ups. You always you've yeah. been big upping us uh, for a long time. And with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're here with the lovely lady scribe. Thank it's you. always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Get informed about your rights as an employee working in the city of Seattle. Check out Build's labor law information at www.build206.com forward slash labor standards today. Welcome back, y'all. This is Dre with Brothers United Leadership Development. We're here with the Bill Black Wealth Podcast. We're here one of our with one of our incubator program participants of the Bill Black Wealth Podcast, Lady Scribe. Welcome yes. back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So let's let's jump back in. You talked about us a little bit about resources and things, but I really want you to share like what resources do you think are needed 
for others in our community to to succeed and or start a business like, you know, entrepreneur mm-hmm. thinking about entrepreneurship or running an organization or whatever. Like what resources do you feel is needed? Um, well, I, I know um, <laughs> with the previous um, mayor, I had a conversation with over the years. Um, I wish it would have came to fruition, even with uh, Tammy, I believe, uh, councilwoman for District 2. Um, I really, I want the city and all of its vendors, all of their suppliers to choose a hundred black businesses, you know, to start. I want to spearhead it. I don't want to hand it off to anyone. I want to be able to work with folks. I've said with every supplier you have in all of the different industries, give each business a $10,000 line of credit. We don't want the money. We don't want a grant. We want a line of credit where we can build right. with these individual suppliers. That means I can handle my construction, my build out. I can handle whatever I need when it comes to um, um, equipment, you know, um, whatever down to toiletries. Right. You know, the same way they run City Hall and everything that they need in there to operate, everyone that they partner with. They can allow us to have a $10,000 or even $5,000 line of credit, get 100 black businesses and 100 suppliers and put us to work. That right there, we're not using personal credit. So I don't want to hear about all that. We're going to go off the basis of just like you would do a grant or whatever, the validity of that business and just say, shoot. Go get it. Go handle it. Do what you do. If you fail on your payments, then you're X'd out. We need some tangible things. We also need to be, that's going to help us be able to leverage when it comes to real estate. We're not in a position to buy. We have no large, you know, um, relationships with banks in this way. And this would instantaneously put us in a position to win versus give me a building or give me this or give one person something, you know, trying to service all of these different people. No, we don't speak the same language. We don't have the same goals. This is something that could really be done. And I have yelled to the highest ceilings, but I believe they probably have done it internally for themselves. Maybe it's a pilot program. We don't know, you know, and it will come to us. But seriously, that's what it is. And, um, you know, I I dedicate my 2023 to that, just going around to different businesses and and asking, you know, how much are you willing to give a a black business a line of credit? You know, um, and it changed. If we don't have that tangible dollar in our pocket, but we know we can open up shop, there's no reason why we couldn't be successful and turn over that dollar, right. you know, but yeah, that's yeah. a dope, that's a dope ideal. The one thing I would add is the education and mentor component. Yes. Like you said, we don't want to just be like, Oh, you default, you're out of there. We want yes. to actually set you up to make sure you understand, mm-hmm. Hey, your taxes, Hey, you know, your bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. Hey. And then if you choose not to engage in learning, then that's it. Then that's on you. But, <laughs> but the problem is we've been excluded from learning this information mm-hmm. to begin with our, sometimes our parents don't know it. The schools definitely yeah. aren't teaching it to us. And so we've been systematically excluded. That's part of why we're doing this build black wealth initiative is I yeah. think, you know, if, if you push this or continue to push this, I think making sure that that mentorship, that, that, um, the education yes. piece is there because people got to learn how to Absol- how to cross absolutely. the T's and dot the I's. Otherwise, they're they're going to default. Yeah. And then, then it's gonna be like, oh, look, this is why we don't give you nothing. Right. Right. That's a- that's right. Do absolutely. It. And definitely, I I actually, you know, was looking at two of the things that had I had um, known more about um, 
what I want to implement in that was money management and time management. Both critical. Yeah, you know, um, because I am, I'm, I'm like, I came on time today. Like, I feel so good. You don't understand. Like, I really be having great intentions. My mom said, don't mean nothing. Right. You know, you show up early, you show up on time, you expect other people's time. She's always yelled that to me. Um, but yeah, I'm horrible when it comes to time management. I am uh last minute, you know, under the clock performer. Right. I get it done, but it's not supposed to be that way. It's right. supposed to be smooth. It's supposed to be easy. And, and like a lot of stress. Right. right. Yeah. You know? So that's what I'm working on. And then of course the money management too. And being able to, you know, I found a few, you know, black bankers and some students at the UW, you know, that are going into the finance um, world, Dope. understanding these um, NFTs and, and, and understanding the digital dollar too, you know, and finding leverage in, in the, meta space, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to have those components in there, but I want to see if they're going to do it, you know, right. are they going to really do it? Because it's, a lot of it, you know, is they cut a lot of money out and they gave it to a lot of foolery over these years, but these same businesses that have been applying and being denied like myself right. are still here. You know, so what do we do with that? But yeah, you know, I just think it's a different way to look about how to inject, you know, the 98118, 98178, you know, right. area with some fuel that we can really see ourselves and feel like we're a part of this place. Because every day, every day, it feels like we're being erased. Oh, they can do it. And like I said, I just want to make sure that we got the support that we need to yes. get the education that we need. That's never, where you guys will never, come in at. Don't I'm, play. That's for somebody else. I just think yeah. like it just has to be that piece. If we want people to be successful and understand how to navigate, mm -hmm. you know, the taxes, B&O, all yeah. those different things, you know, the different labor laws that are going on in, in Seattle or in King County or in the state, just so folks know what they have to do. Mm -hmm. uh, to be successful. And if they choose to be successful, they choose to take the education. Yeah. Okay, cool. We have these opportunities. You got the resource and we combined it with education. Yeah. If you can take advantage of it. You know, yeah, there's but, no there's no but, failing. There. But we can't just give resource and not the education, in my exactly. opinion, because if you don't know, OK, I'm going to default. I'm going to yeah. do I'm going to do these other things in X, Y and Z. Or I, or I have a higher chance. I'm not going to say I will. I have a higher chance of not being able to figure out yeah. how to navigate this uh, on on my own. Mm -hmm. Um as an entrepreneur, what is one tip or trick that you've learned that has helped you succeed? Um, for me, it is just um, taking a beat before speaking. And um, yeah, I used to bark. I'm so thankful it wasn't a whole bunch of social media back then. You know, I'd be upset. <laughs> it's like, whoop, 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 you know, um, which is so crazy for me to be in public relations now um and my whole everything has changed right. uh just because it's to the point where my mom always say you know you see two people arguing nobody's gonna know which one is the fool and i'm like mom i'm trying to make a point you know and especially being a woman in a male-dominated business right. it's like you know there's no room to me you know when i come to do business i come to do business now when i leave i'm all woman right you know but i mean here it is it's how i had to operate and so i became you know, hard and, and figured like, you know, just talking away and I didn't like it. Right. So um, even when someone, you know, gets me upset or something doesn't go my way, that's something I would tell young people now, especially young entrepreneurs, 
even if you're thinking about music or whatever, they think they're going to put it on YouTube and be discovered, mad if someone doesn't support them or nominate them. You know, it's like no one owes you anything. Right. That's right. one thing. You know, the, the the answer no should not break you to your knees. It frustrates me because I have a million of them. But then I think about all I need is one yes, like, the right. you know, the cheeseburger. All I need is one. So if I'm going to just get one, you know, I'm going to be pleasant about it. And then it removes the power that I put in the other person, you know, or the business or whatever I'm doing, because, you know, they got me out my jacket acting in a way that wasn't necessary. You right. know, it is what it is. Move on next, you know. Yeah. Life, life, life lessons. That's a real life lesson right there is to not let the little things that seem big in the yeah. moment really get you down. And like you said, nobody really owes you anything. Yeah. And that's why and we value relationships, because if you have yeah. relationships, people are going to want to support you. If, if you have a good, credible name, mm -hmm. you know, recognition, then people are going to want to support you just on that and do what you say you're going to do. Time management, yeah. likable. Those things are going to be Absolutely. helpful in uh, making sure that people want to support you. Absolutely. And everything you think, you don't have to say. You know, everything doesn't need a response. For real. Um, and, <laughs> you know, for I'm telling you, this is I have to tell myself, too. And on top of that, it's to the point where no one deserves or should have the right to your your everything, your all your thoughts. You know, right. so have some barrier with that, even with social media, you know, and feeling comfortable, you know, um, and, and posting and, and sharing your personal things like, no, you know, um, those things right there really help me really um, be able to unplug from the day, you know, work and keep it separate from home. Right. Yeah. And having good folks around you to, yes. to balance that. That's the other piece I think, you know. They nobody people, gassing me up over here. I people, buy my nails. Yeah, people <laughs> take yeah, people take social media yeah. as a lot of people take it as reality, right? Yeah. But they don't really have the real friends mm -hmm. that are really gonna give them the real advice and they got the equity in a relationship to be able to get that, hey, I'm gonna give you some negative yeah. feedback too. And no, it's coming from a place of love. Like, Absolutely. hey, you should do this or do that. You know what I mean? So that takes time and energy. That's can't do that on the keyboard, you right? You really can't. <laughs> you really can't. You'd be pissed all day. <laughs> so what advice would you give someone who's looking to just get started in business or run an organization or be an entrepreneur? What advice would you like? What's the, the advice you would give? Just I know you start, dropped some gems already, but I'd really... just start. Just start. Don't overthink it. Um, easily just go on Google and Google a business plan template, download it, start one by one by, you know, the name of your business. You can always go back and change it. Just start. You're going to want to make sure that you have that business plan. So when you do get flustered and you can't talk and you really, you know, you're nervous, you can just plop that down or send it in a PDF file and say, hey, this is my idea. But just start, you know, and don't think of research your competition. But don't think of it as competition. Go attach yourself, align yourself to one of those businesses and learn from the inside out. You know, internships, getting hired, learning, going to school, you know, don't just rush to open up a brick and mortar, you know, really just take your time because you don't want to jump from career to career, career to career. If this is love and a passion, take the time to nurture it like a newborn baby, you know, and just do it. Just start. That's key advice. Like Google, like there's yeah. so much information out there now. Like you don't got to go to the library. You don't yeah. got to go to college. You can YouTube university, you mm -hmm. can Google stuff. For real. Um, you can really <laughs> learn a lot of information and figure things out. There's a lot of stuff that's already there that you can just plug into. Um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of information out there um, that folks can, can, can plug into and navigate. You don't got to start from the, from the ground up, you know? So, um, 
Before we leave, I want to give you an opportunity to share how folks get in contact with definitely in the description. Okay. But we know people grab information differently. So we're going to give yeah. you an opportunity to look right into the camera, talk to the folks okay. and tell them how well, to get, yes. get in uh, contact with you. For me uh, personally, um, Instagram and Twitter, um, She Ready Events on Twitter. Um, and Lady Scribe on Instagram. Um, when it comes to the business and public relations, that's SREmediagroup.com or Seattle Sound Music Awards.com. Um, and yeah, like, you know, and Google too. You can put, if you put in Seattle Sound Music Awards, you can really see all the photos over the years. It's been since 2014. We're in our ninth year. Um, and yeah, honoring, celebrating, you know, beautiful black businesses, black musicians and artists, creatives and urban music makers. Like it's a dream come true to be able to honor us. Well, we appreciate you taking time to come join us and share your knowledge and opportunities and your your uh, journey to where you're at now and wishing you the best. Thank you so much. So once again, this is Dre with Brothers United in Leadership Development, Bill 206. This is part of our Bill Black Wealth Incubator Program, Bill Black Wealth Initiative. Until next time, peace. Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.